I like my chicken finger looking good. We've tried other places, but we always come back to Kentucky Fried Chicken. We come up every day. I like my chicken finger looking good. Welcome to Marketing Murder Mysteries. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Joining me as usual is the team of the Millennium Agency, Linda Fenera, CEO and Chief Strategist. Linda. Hello, Michael. And he wants to put a chicken in every pot. Rob Atkinson, Managing Director. Rob, how are you? Glad to be here, Michael. Advertising and marketing pros see it all the time. Brands getting killed in the marketplace, sometimes due to their own miscalculations and sometimes by events beyond their control, like the novel coronavirus, better known as COVID-19. COVID-19 is having huge ramifications for brands that promote unsanitary practices, allegedly. Case in point, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Could it be that KFC has to change its marketing approach Due to the COVID-19 coronavirus panic, you're going to hear the case from our marketing detectives, and then you can hand down your own verdict. This week, we discuss, did the coronavirus murder Colonel Sanders? Now, Rob, we have to stop right there because we all know who murdered Colonel Sanders. It was a Miss Scarlet in the kitchen with a candlestick, right, Linda? Didn't we figure that's, that out? That's right. That's right. Exactly. But you you say that KFC is uniquely endangered. One of the world's most popular brands, by the way. Uh, there are KFCs all over the world, China, Russia, anywhere you go, there's a KFC. But you say that they are uniquely endangered by coronavirus. Why? Yes. So Yum Brands owns Kentucky Fried Chicken and uh, – you know, they recently had to pull their finger-licking-good television campaign. Uh, why? Because viewers complain that the ads encourage customers to lick their hands. It's finger-licking-good, right? But in the age of coronavirus, it's kind of suicide to be licking your fingers right now. So I think it's uh, the coronavirus has really played um, havoc on the, the KFC brand and Yum! brands altogether. Uh, before we get to Linda, I just got to ask, so... People are actually complaining. This isn't a thing. This isn't uh, like one of their competitors, maybe someone at Popeyes or <laughs> no, you know, Bojangles spreading no. the word. This is a real thing. Yeah, it started in it started in Great Britain, and people started complaining on social media that this was terribly irresponsible. That Kentucky Fried Chicken should be promoting people licking their hands when the coronavirus is going on and uh, it became such an uproar that it started in uh, Great Britain and then it went all the way around the world and they started pulling all the ads. So so what I thought was really interesting about that as well is they were running TV and billboard campaigns and they had uh, those developed by this um, agency, Mother London. And this finger licking good uh, campaign generated about 163 complaints. And they had launched this like just just it was just bad timing. It was like the late February. And they're basically saying it just doesn't feel like right right now is the right time to be running these these ads. So we have we have to pull them. So I, I remember back during the Democratic presidential primary when it was uh, you know a twenty seven hundred person race or whatever it was. And Mike Bloomberg had gotten in. There was that infamous clip of him at a campaign event and he's back, I think with a box of pizza and he sticks his hand in and out of the (laughs) pizza a couple of times. And, but even then I don't think anyone said that that's what killed Mike Bloomberg's uh, presidential hopes, despite the fact that he spent nearly a billion dollars to win like 60 delegates. 
it it's it, it's just hard for me as a civilian to believe that with something as established as you know finger licking good that even in the era of the coronavirus people would be bothered by it and that marketers would have to adjust well i i think it's the it's the new world we're living in the social distancing has gone to a heightened state um really i mean i was in the supermarket the other day and it was it was almost like a game of twister everybody was six feet apart from each other handing things one to another bending over trying to put it in the cart without you know violating someone's space and so you know all of this hyperactivity linda says it's only 160 complaints that initially started it but you know you know there's only been uh, several thousand deaths so every every complaint is valid because you know the covid-19 can be so deadly to to people and i don't know about you michael or if you've even been in the um supermarket lately but when i went in there i actually had the exact same experience that it was just an odd experience walking into the grocery store it was like all of a sudden everybody had leprosy and it's like okay I'm going to look this way. You look that way. Okay, I'm going to walk down that this aisle. You walk down that, that aisle. So the entire process of just living everyday life is changing. And what's happening with these larger uh, brands is that they have to take a careful look at what they're running for campaigns and make adjustments. I mean, there was even a simple one with Hershey, and they had this heartwarming the world campaign. That didn't fit at all with the precautions that that's being taken now around social distancing. So they've had to make some adjustments around that. They had to replace them with other ads that, um, you know, sort of take those pieces out until some of this actually goes away. And it's, it's really interesting because those are the types of emotional connections that agencies use, you know, to build affinity around a product. And now they're being required to take a hard look at that and make changes. Well, I'm trying to figure out your story about the grocery store because people have always treated me that way in the grocery <laughs> store. I didn't know. Is this a thing? Was, I, was, that, what? was that you I saw in there? I okay, all right, that makes I sense. I didn't know. I was just all, everyone always looks away from me when I'm at the door. I don't know. Uh, so you, you mentioned the Hershey's ad. Could you explain a little bit of what that campaign was about and what the objections were. Yeah, they had this like heartwarming the world campaign. And basically, you know, it's two spots that were developed and they were showing people, you know, handing out Hershey bars with big hugs and handshakes and, and so on and so forth. And those were the ads that were like, okay, that, that doesn't work anymore. That doesn't line up with, you know, the the yeah. um, the 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 top five of what we're supposed to be doing today. So we have to replace those ads, and um, it's just, it's. I think everybody has to take a look at what they're doing and and uh, make make adjustments. Well, you know, so you may have helped me understand the grocery store story because I so because I go around giving people hugs randomly <laughs> who I don't know. Now I know why they were all skirting away from me at the at the grocery store. Rob, what are some other campaigns? that have had to deal with the unintended marketing consequences of coronavirus. Yeah, there's been several. Uh, by the way, the official ad campaign of Hershey's was called Give a Hug and a Handshake, <laughs> which is really not a good, <laughs> it's really unfortunate. So uh, other ones that had to be pulled, Geico recently pulled their ad called The Perfect High Five, teaching people how to go around and give each other the high five <laughs> right now is probably not a good idea. Uh Sonic ads, you know, those two guys in the car who are yes. eating and fighting, not PC in a social distancing world. They were too close together, so they had to kill that ad. 
Um, Core is actually. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, wait, wait. You, yeah. you, you mean that there are people who want those two annoying guys to survive the coronavirus? <laughs> I didn't realize that they existed. So, okay. <laughs> well, they, you know, maybe if they were in two separate cars. Interesting, though, I read in that age that uh, drive ins have had a resurgence lately because, you know, everyone can still go out and get food and, you know, they're safe in their cars. Uh, but um, the other one that I thought was pretty funny was Coors recently suspended their campaign and it was titled The Official Beer of Working Remotely, which uh, which I thought was interesting because I thought it was actually clever. But apparently you can't even make jokes in this time. It's just too soon. And I think that the best example, Michael, and I know you're going to have a heart attack over this one, is Cadbury. They had to pull their Easter egg ad because it showed an Easter egg hunt and Easter egg hunts don't encourage social distancing. Kids running around together, grabbing eggs, grabbing from each other's baskets. Can't do that in the age of COVID-19. You know, you take you take the instances where social distancing is being um, impacted through some of the ads that are being presented now. But <clears throat> there's other scenarios where Lysol has also been running some ads as well. They continued with their ads around wipes and sprays. And guess what? You can't get them. You know, they don't need ads. So they're actually under fire for actually running these ads. They're like, okay, you know, odd to see Lysol disinfectant wipes running ads on TV. Poor look on many levels, you know, reminds everyone they're out of stock. And um, that's also, you know, another thing where these um, companies need to take a look at their ad campaigns and decide, you know, does this does this make sense at this time? Let's not just set it and forget it. And that's what a lot of companies do do. They don't put focus on their ad campaigns pretty much 24-7 and adjust to any market uh, fluctuations. Then these are the types of, you know, this is the type of backlash that they'll be faced with. Yeah, so it's I've great- seen nonstop toilet paper ads because my wife watches the <laughs> kinds of channels that have toilet paper ads and <laughs> the kind of shows that have toilet paper ads. And since I'm just the main, I, I have to watch what she watches. So, and I've been thinking the same thing as why am I seeing so many toilet paper ads when you can't buy toilet paper? No, you can't. You still can't. <laughs> Actually, I was in Walmart <laughs> yesterday. I found some, thank God. But uh, it's lucky. a different story. But, uh, you know, the thing I wanted to bring up about your point, Linda, and it's a good one, is that, you know, not only on the television, but the social media is so critical. I mean, you've got to really be monitoring the messaging on social media right now to make sure that what you pumped into it in January is still relevant today. Um, Because a lot of these, you know, a lot of these ad campaigns are done, you know, months in advance. So um, it's a really good point. Yeah, and I, I want to ask, but I, but I want to ask a broader question. And I, I, because this podcast is, you know, for people who have to help with marketing in a company where they don't have a marketing firm, and of course, they all should call Millennium Agency right away and solve that problem. But you know, people people are trying to do their marketing themselves. Is I can hear people going, "Oh, come on, Kentucky Fried Chicken's been finger licking good for whatever." You know, it's always been finger licking good. They'd, if you started a campaign now, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> You know, come try our pizza. It's finger, it's body part licking good. Okay, I can see that's a dumb move. But are people really going to punish a brand for for what, of lack of a better term, you might call a pre existing condition? You know, I mean, in other words, these these are the marketing hooks. Ninety nine percent of the time, they work. We're now in this odd moment. Should you tamper with something as iconic as 
you know, finger licking good, good, have a Coke and a smile, you know, um, I, I, I would be reluctant to say I'm going to change something for these temporary times on if I, if I have a well-established message for my business. Michael, I think that's a great point, but you know, you look back at some of our recent podcasts and I want to draw your attention to age chocolate. Now, AIDS chocolate was a great brand at the time. It promoted weight loss using AIDS, you know, but it turned out that that no longer became a relevant message that consumers could could condone because of the AIDS epidemic. And what we're seeing today mirrors what's happening with the AIDS chocolate um, back in the 70s. No, and I think, um, you know, and that's actually a really, that, that is a good point. And, and to, to your question, the answer is yes, they, they do need to make the adjustments because guess what people are doing today? They are working from home. They are on social media. They are, they are tied to the news and they have an opinion and they will express their opinion through social media in any opportunity they can get. So this this would be the time during this really um, sensitive time where, where they will actually state their opinion and, and make a big deal out of it. So I think the companies, large brands in particular, even small, really have to be sensitive to what is going on today and make the necessary adjustments. Well, my last question for you, both of you then is, is it possible for a brand, a business to take a hiatus from its brand and come back due to issues. For example, Tylenol, you know, they were the victim of one of the worst things. They, you know, someone chose to use them to spread poison and it caused all kinds of problems. It changed the entire way we sell over the counter, you know, drugs. Uh, and they did nothing wrong, but they were stuck with it. So they had to deal with it and with the branding. And so they had to change for a while, but it, when, the, when it was over, they were back as, you know, Tylenol headache medicine. You take, pop up a couple of pills, you buy a bottle, et cetera. Or it, do you think that something's happening where we're going to see fundamental shifts where certain branding messages from the Walmart greeter, you know, which is they when think about it, their messages, hi, you come in the store, we confront you. Hey, we're here. Hi, let me, let me shake your hand and wave and say, hi, and get close to you, you know, all the way to local mom and pop shops who pride themselves on personal connection, personal, you know, attention, uh, that's now not viable. Are, are they going to return or is that model just going to change? I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, it's going to change for the time being because people, there's going to be actually pent up demand for people to lick their hands after all this is done. People are going to, there, there's going to be such demand for people going out and going to places as, as favorites like Kentucky Fried Chicken where they can do things like that because they haven't been allowed to do that for so long that I think actually you can switch back to it. I mean, it's not like their, their name is COVID-19 chicken. It's, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, so they're <laughs> not they're not linked to it they're linked to one of the actions needed to prevent it not the disease which is the problem with the aged chocolate was it had aids in its name if kentucky fried chicken was covid19 chicken i think they'd have a problem but i think they're good right now i think they'll right. go back to it and people will be happy and now now is not the time to you know yes should you make adjustments to your campaign absolutely if they don't line up properly with um the current market conditions and what's going on they should be adjusted but the thought of actually removing can removing or canceling your ad budget definitely not that's a whole nother topic and it is it's just a topic for a future podcast but there you have it for today 
The case of did Colonel Sanders die from the coronavirus? You've heard the case is being made, and now it's time for you to give your verdict. Let us know your thoughts at mill.agency forward slash verdict or slide into our DMs on Twitter at Mill Agency. We will read the best ones on a future episode. Make sure to never miss a mystery by subscribing to us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. For Rob and Linda, I am Michael Graham. We'll see you next time. For now, the case is closed. <laughs>